0: what is going on this is michael hacker with the hacker outdoors podcast today i am joined with brian hacker while joey is out at a field hockey game with his daughter kick butt riley we're rooting for you brian and i discuss a wide range of topics from the stoke of taking kids fishing fire in the sky and other Arizona ufo phenomena the largest wave ever written and open season on bigfoot in oklahoma that's a lot to unpack within an hour but we hope you stay with us through it all if you like what you hear please subscribe Leave us a comment, a like, and without further ado, we'll jump right in. So, young man, good to good to hear from you on this fine Monday evening. We had a little bit of a little bit of pow pow today. Yeah, it's glorious. Oh, it is glorious, man. Yeah, we had yeah. a nice little message from Chris Barbieri, who was on a few episodes ago, who was just up at Mount Snow and said that there was some fresh pow pow up there. Um, I like it. I liked it too. I sent you a couple of videos. He, uh, he ate it a little bit in the glades, but <laughs> I, I'm not, Hey, I'm not judging him. I would not go in the glades myself. Not, not yet. We'll say maybe yeah, by if... the time I'm 60, I'll make my way into the glades, but not. Hopefully. not <laughs> I, uh,
1: my, my wild friends always, uh, always bring me on adventures. So, pretty much the, my first winter, really, really getting into snowboarding, uh, they brought me to Vermont and brought me to the, into the Glades. Uh, what was I think it was Killington, actually, the first time. We did this one run called the Black Hole, which is, uh, if everyone on the podcast has ever been to Killington, it's kind of the big Glades run that's right down the center of uh, the main peak. And uh, I was nowhere near ready. I was riding some, some first, you know, early, like, learn how to ride snowboard and... <laughs> had these like step-in bindings that were brutal and some uh the the nike kaju boots which are super super uh loose and light so it just wasn't wasn't a good good time but uh nowadays i that's all i want i want to Uh, spend time in the trees
0: (laughs) that's i mean i like the woods so why not do it on a snowboard i I don't know absolutely well i mean speaking of of snowboarding and skiing you sent me that video of that guy in romania getting chased down the mountain by a bear I, I posted it on the Instagram page on the, on the story at the whole cow, man. Like, I mean, part of it's my dream, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's a fight a bear. I mean. <laughs> to fight a bear. Absolutely. But, but the other part is, this like that dude skiing down the mountain he, pr- he looked oblivious. Like no yeah. clue whatsoever that this bear is chasing him. He probably had f- headphones in and I mean, these crazy Eastern Europeans, man, like he, he probably would have turned around and punched the bear too. I don't know. Uh, yeah Uh, that's (laughs) awesome yeah so if you guys haven't seen it yet check out my story before it expires sometime around lunchtime tomorrow um i i took uh took the godson fishing this weekend yeah how'd you guys do ah dude we woke up in the morning and it was seven degrees and i'm like ah i'm like all right i'm like uh hey siri uh what is it going to be at noon she's going to go off and it's like 20 23 degrees and i'm like what will the wind chill be that's the important part <laughs> um yeah. it, we we got out there we, we hit up the um the spot that i saw that massive brook trout um you know and it is somewhat of a it's right off a roadway so it does see a lot of traffic right we were there fishing and this guy comes up and he's like he's like oh <laughs> he's like you catching anything it's like no you know, it's it's kind of tight quarters, and I didn't want him being in the water. Right? He's 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 youngin, and uh, yeah. even though he had waders on, and um, we were standing on the bank there with a lot of overhang, and he was using my rod, and I was kind of coaching him through it, and um, nothing, nothing. I had I had one hit, and I missed it, totally blew it. He had no hits when he was using it, um, and we went upstream to where my favorite brook trout stream is and uh it was just so iced over man there was about three inches of ice everywhere we were fishing these tiny little sections of water these pockets if you if you saw my post it was this tiny little pocket just down the center of the stream and um beautiful but it actually out there wasn't as cold as i expected it to be the first hole we went to it's a little bit more open so the wind was whipping and uh it was, it was hard casting. It was hard getting your lure down a little bit, right? Or your fly down a little bit. Um, mm. I, my hands were so cold, I wasn't even going to begin futzing with uh, some split shots. So I was just <laughs> like, I'm, we're out here. That's all that matters. He had some, uh, we had some chicken sandwiches. So, you know, we, uh, we had a nice little day outside and uh, so cleaned up the river a little bit. Good. Took away a tire and uh, a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah, you imagine someone throwing a tire in a preserve in a brook? Like how did we even get there? Like he goes, Uncle Mike, we gotta take this. I was like, Yes, we do. Yes, we do, because we were fishing here a couple months ago, and that wasn't here. No, old white wall tire. I bet you blew downstream somehow. Coulda, you know,
1: high water day maybe. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, because it definitely wasn't there, and it was. It's like a rotting tire, so it's something that's been in the woods for a while. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, rough, rough conditions. I, I, you know, I say I'm a this time of year doing the pheasant tail right or you know, yeah. something like a copper john when even with as much as a zebra midge right and mm-hmm. um that, that's what i had hits on in that first hole um just was a very slow bite it was one of those like is that a bite or is it touching something on the bottom yeah. Slight um, knocks. <clears throat> yeah so for, i wouldn't say frustrating because any day outside is good but when yeah. you're cold and you're like I, I don't know I call called lazy fishing but like I just don't want to take my gloves off and start tying on new flies and I, I did that a couple weeks ago when it was snowing and it, my hands just were numb I you couldn't yeah. do anything like I couldn't even finish tying it I had to wait I sat down and put my gloves back on and had the hand
1: warmers in them I'm called like this mm-hmm. um when it's like yeah. this you gotta just stick to your guns and go for it
0: yeah 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 I should just put the split shot on and I I know that's what it was I knew it wasn't getting deep enough I just was was lazy it was cold and I was just like you know I'm leaving the gloves on and just spending the day out here on the water and, and enjoying myself um yeah man did you get outside and uh do anything this weekend
1: this past weekend what did I do um Strangely enough, I did not. I did do uh, a few basement workouts. Um, I've been nursing a little bit of a, an injury in my neck recently, um, so I just kind of do some rehab work the past couple of weeks, and then uh, yeah, I did I did a good legs routine uh, this weekend, and that was it. Um, always, it's always leg day. That's a, always, yeah. always, always leg day. <laughs> I told that to my buddy, and he looks at me. He goes,
0: "What do you mean?" I go, "It was like if I'm actively going to the gym a lot, I'll go, I'll do legs twice a week." yeah, I like it. I, I don't know. Maybe there's that meme that goes around that says like you're a psychopath if you do that, but I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's if, a good I like one. it. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we jumped right in and we glossed over the fact that, that Big Joe is in here, right? Um yeah. Joe Riley has a big. What was a field hockey game today? I think um, it was tournament. It
1: was, oh, oh yeah, tournament there you game. go.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 tournament. So do you, oh, Riley? Big, guys. Yeah, we're calling you out here do good play your heart out little one um yeah i i sent you that video uh so we we came back here after we were fishing and um we were we're on youtube we're hanging out i made him some hot cocoa and he's sitting on the couch with donna and me we're chatting and he's like flipping through uh youtube showing me his favorite videos like dude perfect fishing for goliath grouper and stuff i was like have you ever seen ramp monsters (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he goes he goes no and i was like donna have you have i never shown you ramp monsters and she's like no and i was like all right you gotta watch this video and they were in stitches i go this is by far and away like like the few videos this guy has on his youtube channel are the apps they're gold and they gotta be a decade old by now i mean oh, yeah that's- easily but this guy as the name suggests he fishes from like boat ramps like in florida like he's in miami i believe and he's fishing literally for monster goliath grouper right right there and there's like guys with light tackle next to him and they're Mm -hmm. fishing for whatever pompano or whatever it is that they're going for and he's got this massive rod and reel with like 200 pound test line on there right with 400 pound like bite guard because there are bull sharks and everything in there and mm-hmm. uh, you know and he just gets done he's just like he's lost like two of them and he's just like i don't even know what to say this is this this is ramp monsters <laughs> and ryan's face was like this guy's crazy i'm like yeah he is bad. And when he finally caught that like thousand pound one monster oh, unbelievably cool and it's, i think it's
1: amazing yeah, the the wheel starts turning for for younger generation when they start seeing that too. They're like, holy shit, what what could be in that little waterway that's that's near me? And you know, like many have discussed many times, you we're, know, we won't we won't get into it. Oh, our, here, we're not uh, we're not selling it that. out. No, of course that's
0: not. That's gonna that's gonna be our viral
1: moment. Um, but but their lakes that they they go to, they belong to a you know summer lake community. I I guarantee you, there's some monsters in there. Some uh, some big old catfish or who knows what I, you know we've seen some big bass out there in pike but well he caught a massive
0: bass it was when he, yeah. well, he well how was he? he was seven years old and it was seven. bigger than he was man it
1: yeah he's holding the two hands like this lipping him and the the fish was bigger than his dog. how's that
0: how's that video look by the way is that better with the light off is it less reflection-y or is it
1: worse uh, I think it's the same it looks looks good I
0: think or or that. I'm a little shiny, I showered, so I'm I'm still like mm. oh, I need some makeup. but You uh, do. I but I agree with you man. There there are some fish in places that would blow your mind like Oh yeah. I mean, I I caught a fish down the street here and and the kid across the street goes, there's no fish down there. I caught a 21-inch rainbow trout. Literally like a two minute walk from my house the kid goes there's no fish in there i said yeah there Mm -hmm. is i said and there's catfish the guy down the street said that he catfishes in there and he catches monsters all the time that i can believe absolutely
1: especially we should do that that one one night we should park down there one night like at nighttime and 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 just drink beer and fish for catfish (laughs) right why not well, I think we probably have to go up to that little bend in the water where
0: he, he yeah. said that that's the, the money spot where it's a, he called it catfish corner or whatever the heck mm. he called it. And he's like, oh, he's like, I go back there and I would, I would catch him. And he's like in the early days, cause he grew up on the street and he's in his yeah, 60s yeah. now. He's like, you know, back when I was like 20 years old, I would go back there and catch him. And then I bring him home and I cook him. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that today. Like not easy, the, like, all the river crap I've been pulling out of there over the past couple of years. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, yeah so
1: Anywhere, we should and do everywhere.
0: that we should do that man we should some catfish sure. and get a basking shark up the snow <laughs> um but i there are some wild sized fish where you would never expect it and I, it kind of blows your mind when you think that like every so often people lose their mind when they post yeah. uh was it oc research about the great white sharks mm-hmm and they lose their mind and they're like there's great whites and it's like we've been out surfing here on the jersey shore like northern monmouth county right like mm-hmm. and the man in the gray suit comes swimming underneath you and you're just like mm, yeah that's that's a shark and
1: it's not another a yeah. shark uh, i'm not saying it's a great white shark but it's it's a shark we've, we've yeah we've got some stories that'll make people not want to go in the water ever again <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah bumping yeah that's not it's not fun um but they are there and it's not just sharks, it's other yeah. massive creatures as well. And I actually, I, so, I was, so I was doing a little research today after you and I were texting and we, I was looking mm. up um, fish of the Nork Bay estuary.
1: Mm.
0: And um, what do you think is the, the craziest fish that you can catch in the Nork Bay? Newark Bay estuary like something that you wouldn't think would be in the Newark Bay estuary or like in the the, keep in mind what the estuary is considered right so it's basically from um what is that Sandy Hook all the way up to the Hudson River and out to Long Island right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. I would say I mean literally anything would be in there but what's was the weirdest thing I bet that classically I think I think you know, who knows how long ago, you know, formation of United States. I bet there was salmon there.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I bet you they came down this far and Absolutely.
1: Yeah. They came down the Hudson I that. Because remember all those waterways weren't were blocked back then. Um but nowadays I would say would hmm, be weird that we could be in there. I know there's sturgeon. Yes. Yeah Very... which is which is a little strange. Yeah. Um hmm i don't know well what, what are they saying
0: um, oh, hold on i'm trying to find a list that i found because this one's just the latest yeah. new jersey.gov uh, and they i do
1: i do know I am... that like on the new york side you know on uh on the hudson i at lunchtime because i work in manhattan for those on the viewers uh that don't know i always walk down to the waterfront uh on lunchtime just do a quick little walk around and uh i always look to see see if I, what i can see because there's there's like all these uh you know, the, the piers that shoot out in the water. And there's nobody down there. So you can just, you know, take a peek. And water's not the cleanest, but it's not completely, you know, muddy. So you can kind of see what's going on in there. And some, sometimes I, I see some splashes and can see, uh, I think there are uh, stripers in there. Um, but uh, one of the last times I was in the city, there was a guy fishing out there. And uh, it looked like he had a, a big rig for, for uh, putting bait on the bottom. So he's fishing for some kind of bottom feeder. So I'm curious what you're going for. That's that. That is interesting. I,
0: you know, the list. Now, keep in mind, this is. I don't know how much research these people are doing out there. I. Yeah. You and I say that you know there's probably things in there. Every so often you hear about. Whales making their way up the mm-hmm. Hudson River Right, which which isn't unusual Right, like you have stripers that are running up And down the Hudson Bay yeah. into, You know, running up into The Hudson River, you know, running You know, up the East River um, mm-hmm. So there was a story in there that there was a shark Back in like, I think it was the 20s It got into the Gowanus Canal <laughs> And the cops Actually shot and killed it um, In front of all the onlookers, which is a little strange To me um, yeah. But I, they did list the basking shark as being a wow. fish that you can find in the nork estuary so it, it, that whole area which is wow. super interesting to me um you know obviously we have a tie to the basking shark um mm-hmm. our, our grandfather caught one when you know they basically thought that they were extinct um and that's pretty cool obviously um they also said that the great white shark prior to modern shipping had been known to breed in the raritan bay so the whole Nork bay estuary area so i i'm gonna go out on a limb and say they probably don't do it anymore right because of the pollution over the years and yeah. of course the, it's a huge shipping lane um but it, I, I who knows man they don't know what those things do they don't know what anything does i bet there's bullies in there oh with, without a doubt i mean jaws during the summer on. months yeah, yeah. I bet it's there now.
1: That's true.
0: I bet they're there now, man. Um, and then needlefish, of course, were interesting. Monkfish, yeah. which I thought was interesting, hopefully, when you order monkfish at your local restaurant, if you are going to local restaurants nowadays, uh, that the monkfish is not from there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I but, suggest not looking up what they look like as well because you probably lose your appetite for them, but they do taste delicious. Uh, the lobster of the fish world. or mm-hmm.
0: say. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting um, very and I figured it was worth noting for sure um, yeah. but you know Joe and I talk about UFOs quite frequently and we were talking about there were more lights being seen over Phoenix Arizona now mm-hmm. you remember what was that 96 90 I think it was 97 over Phoenix in the Sonoran Desert there were the those crazy ufo lights
1: that they had caught dancing over this i believe it was the superstition mountains
0: you remember the, yeah. seeing that video yeah, um, yeah
1: of course i think they made like some kind of you know modern b-list movie off of it recently I'm, I'm sure they did well it was weird to me that that that's
0: going on and then um you know another famous arizona ufo story of course is um which one is it, Brian? The only one Iron I'm Sky. getting. Oh my! I'm getting chills up my spine, man. That movie freaked me out. Yeah. he was on Rogan uh, last week. That yeah. So uh, you know, I started listening to Rogan last week on that, and I, I didn't finish. But
1: was it good? Uh, no, I. To be honest, I really didn't listen to it yet. I, uh, you know, I. I that's, that's. I think it's one I don't want to listen to. To be completely honest,
0: for those of you who do not know. Fire in the sky. I will be pulling up right now a little bit about that, but basically, Arizona is well, I say the southwest in general, right, has this draw to UFOs, and I think it's just the vastness, right? Like, all people think that they see things. Once again, I'm not saying UFOs are necessarily alien, but like, you. You see things, and you just automatically assume, oh, it's got to be an alien because there's a light going across the sky, yeah. right? Whether it be a, a meteor, or a comet, or you know maybe you're hallucinating because you had one too many whiskeys, um, but you know this guy, uh, Fire in the Sky was a movie. It was a '93 movie that basically followed Travis Walton he wrote a book this guy was abducted or was allegedly supposedly we will do air quotes abducted and he wrote a book called the walton experience right um it is terrifying and it takes place in snowflake arizona where when walton who is a logger and his co-workers go into the woods which are the white mountains there and they're there overnight they're working for i believe it's the department of forestry cutting down trees and on their way back they start to see these lights in the distance in the woods. And mind you, they're in the mountains in Arizona. There's nothing there. It's not like here where you're like, oh, it's a car. You're in the middle of the woods. Like they are not driving on roads. Like these are logging roads that are like in the middle of national forest. <clears throat> and uh, the allegedly, supposedly the guy gets out of the car and he, they're, they're looking at it and they all start freaking out and um, the guy disappears. So the immediate thought is that he gets murdered by those guys and they buried him out in the woods somewhere right so they all go through Mm -hmm. these lie detector tests they go through all this stuff and they're telling them like flat out like he was taken by a ufo like the guy's gone um and just a wild wild story and like mind numbingly like insane to think that that happened to this guy. And then he reappears like some time later and, and they call him, he calls and he's calling from a payphone, and he's naked and he's like like hundreds of miles from where he was. And he's like sunburned, has like blisters and stuff all over him. And um, so he writes this book about that and he goes through like um, which is when he gets uh, hypnosis and stuff like that. And they like kind of walk him through things and he's re- remembering things that are happening to him um the movie is terrifying i refuse to read the book um but arizona
1: man is a wild place it's it's wild i you spend a lot of time in the woods you're gonna see some some stuff some magical stuff and sometimes questionable stuff and that story though i I saw that way too young i think i was you know that movie i think i was uh maybe nine maybe eight in 93 Uh, what did we say it came out in 93 yeah, you guys had it on uh, on VHS.
0: And, no, like, watched we didn't. It. No, 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 no. How no, did no. I watch it? Then? No, it was on TV. I didn't go outside for like a week. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like,
1: it was also like the the glory days of the X Files. So it was like you know everything was yeah. that, you know everything was paranormal excitement about everything and oh boy, no thank you.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no bueno, <laughs> no bueno. <laughs>
1: I think you're going to see an influx of uh, of people, um, you know, reporting seeing stuff because I, you know, I'm sure you know, um, as as everyone knows, there's there's a vast amount of satellites that they're they're boosting in the sky now. They're, they're trying to do a um, a satellite cleanup now. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out how to clean up the skies um, so that way they can you know get more spacecrafts and whatever into this, into into this into the, you know the atmosphere. Uh, more satellites, the Starlink that Tesla's doing, or uh, not Tesla. Um, I, I think it's SpaceX is running it. But um, the other thing is, is you know they're they're starting to use drones more and more. And not all drones are you know what you and I and you know our listeners would think of drones to, to be like a you know a small thing that's going to just drop off packages to us eventually,
0: which is going to be an angle.
1: Of it, but a lot of the drones are just monitoring weather, monitoring you know uh, everything. And they fly at super super high altitudes, and you know they have to put lights on them like they would on an aircraft. And those things move. They move. And uh, I was watching a documentary on it recently. Uh, Wasn't documentary? No, it was a a, just a special report somewhere. And they they were talking about it about how the you know it starts with the military operations, and you know obviously the military gets technology first, and they move them over to you know stateside and use them for different things here. So. I'm, i think we're gonna see a lot more of like you know what was that you know in the sky type stuff coming up recent in the next few years
0: yeah i think you're right um but i think yeah. you know on the flip side you know with everyone having cameras and everyone having you know outdoor cameras it's um a lot less is going to be secret right yeah for better or worse um but like like I see animals, like I said to Donna, I was like, if I, if we didn't have cameras, I would have never known that animal was outside because I'm not out Mm -hmm. there when they're there and they are quiet and they come and they go as they please, which is amazing. Um, But on the flip side, I always say like, can we point those cameras up? Because I want to see what's going going, on. We were, you know, there's a military base not too far from here. And I, oh, yeah. I hear military helicopters from time to time. I see Ospreys, mm-hmm. which I, I love actually, or oh, I used so to see sure. Ospreys, I should say. Um, I don't remember if they're still grounded or not, but um, every time I hear them, I like run out there. I'm like, oh, what kind of helicopter is it today? Um, <laughs> a little bit of a nerd when it comes to that, but <laughs> of course, <laughs> I mean, flying is cool. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but we, we just started watching Spycraft on Netflix and um mm. It's pretty scary to watch and pretty cool as well. Now, a lot of the stuff I've already known, right? Um, you know, I find myself to be a little bit of a, a history buff and especially when it comes to military operations and, and you know, we'll say spycraft in general, but um, okay. they were talking about the use of, of drones to really spy on, you know, opponents and this going back a significant amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. And Donna's like she's like wow really they've been using drones that long it's like and guess what probably even before that oh yeah and they're just not going to tell you yet it'll come out eventually but like drones are up there and you know they you hear city police departments want to use them to do certain things and it's like more and more things are going into the sky so more and more people are going to start calling it out and being like there's ufos here man um, and they're not going to be little green men, unfortunately. It's going to be some dude sitting behind a computer screen somewhere in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, doing some sort of operation. So, um, And we'll uh, digress from that. So what, what happened this weekend in surfing, man? Did you see that? Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Did you see that? So um, where do you want to start? <laughs> Let's start with the 100-footer. <laughs> All right, so... McQuoidai Rothman, I th- did he? No, he didn't hold the. Did he? Yeah, I think he actually held the, the last record, but he he rode he rode a, a monster. I think the last one was eighty eight feet. A Monster at uh, at Jaws uh, or Pihi, uh, you know the proper name for those who don't know. Um, he didn't paddle, I don't think. Right, I remember? Right, I'm trying, I just remember him. I just see this is the thing I you know. Let me just rant real quick. I hate how how you know surf media they don't show the entry did you ever notice that so the they'll show it's usually like halfway through it yeah yeah they show the riders yeah. already riding they never show the riders scratching and then pushing over the ledge to get into a wave and i one of my biggest complaints and i actually find myself liking the surf movies that show just the one two scratch get you know just getting into the wave and the pop-up More than the videos of just showing this, this, you know, whoever it is, whatever goofball it is, just doing the same air over and over, you know, doing some radical turn. I I want to see the entry into the wave. I want to see a full ride. But regardless, Makua he rode a massive wave. And, uh, uh, you know, the the footage just got out, obviously, and now they're talking about it. I think um, the news said it was uh, a 100-foot wave, right? yeah social call now
0: you you know it's a big deal when tmz picks it up because um actually that's not where i saw it i saw obviously i saw it on instagram um following him but like so it says here that it was estimated to be between 80 and 100 feet high Mm -hmm. he did hold the previous record which was was, which was also caught on record um uh, caught on film of course
1: which was around 66 feet 66 i knew it was a a re- reoccurring numeral sixty six feet. That's a massive wave.
0: Um, I, yeah, and it finishes. Yeah, don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, don't try that at home, kids. Don't no, don't absolutely you, not. T- train for it, and maybe one day you can go out there with someone who knows what they're doing, and
1: mm-hmm. they
0: can show you the ropes. Don't just jump in there. Although the guys Take who can do it, began run to, can you imagine being the first guy to get out there or girl? No, to, to, absolutely. To not. hop out there, like like no, this no, is no, the, a good idea.
1: <laughs> there was a uh, there was a movie uh, was it Riding Giants? I think talked about it. It was about they talked about uh, Greg Knoll yeah. and the guys. The early, yeah. you know, they they were obviously weren't the first to do it, but you know the American guys, uh, the Howleys that went to Hawaii. But they went out to uh, I think they they moved to Hawaii in the fifties and then um, you know kind of worked their way to Makaha and then out to the North Shore, and they were talking about riding leashless longboards at yma on big days and like some of the stories <laughs> out of that like it was like like who's coming for you no one's coming right. for you especially no back one. then yeah, yeah. i remember <laughs> taking bernardo out on like a, a three-foot day here in jersey at uh, at a undisclosed long jetty and uh he just stopped paddling and kind of got sucked out to sea and uh he's like freaking out like losing his mind and uh, and i just sat up i was like you know the like, beach, just sit up and the board it's literally gonna bring you right back to the beach and it sure enough the the rip current brought him out, down, and right back to where we were. And he's like, how would you know that? I was like, it's, you know, surf craft. You know, you know how to deal with this stuff. But that's, I remember in that movie, uh, I think it was Greg Knoll said, uh, he paddled out, I forget which beach it was, but it was, it was on the North Shore. And he said he drifted all the way down to, uh, I think it was to, down to Lake Haleiwa or that the bay entrance is down there. And that's where they got out of the water. It's incredible. But uh, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, the... the the pioneers they they were well trained even though it was you know 70 years now ago you know they they knew they they knew what they were doing and you know the common folk we we don't know what we're doing so no no No. even even if i had a you know the gift bang gravy has with uh uh will Scootin teaching them how to ride big waves i don't know if i would be able to be you know i always joke say i would but i don't think i would do it i don't think i'm there i'm not ready no i'm
0: like maybe by the time i'm 60 but by then i'll be afraid i'll break yeah Yeah, no um so you you sent me videos um coming out of east rutherford new jersey Um, For those of you who are not in the know, uh, American Dream, which uh, used to be called Xanadu and is an eyesore along the Route 3 and the, what is that, the Turnpike Corridor there, um, Mm -hmm. multicolored, horrible looking building that started being built when I was in college and it it was promised to be open. Oh, it's going to be open in like two months. It's going to be open in two months and like three bankruptcies and, you know, all these tenants coming in and out. They now have a wave pool.
1: Yeah, twenty years later, I think it was I think it was twenty years on the dot from when they broke ground, and it's not multicolored anymore. Luckily, they painted it all white so it looks nicer. Um, but yeah, they they have it was actually it was supposed to be the first American wave machines, um, you know, in the U.S. The one that uh, you know that that you always see footage of, of uh, down in Texas and Waco, the BSR Resort. Um, so it's the same technology, but it's scaled down because it's an indoor wave so i don't have two football fields worth of you know open air space to put it in i mean they could have have been put the cool water park in there um that's what i was just going to say they totally could have done it They just yeah but let's face it people are the general public's going there to go down water slides and have fun in the water park they're not going to surf a wave pool but that wave pool looks really fun and uh you know i keep seeing like famous people uh you know action bronson boogie boarding it and uh you know uh through you know those of who don't know, uh, Will Scootin is a kind of a, a big name when it comes to, to the surf industry. So he gets a lot of people in there. Um, so, and, and Andrew Schultz, the comedian, he's, yeah. he's constantly in there. And then, you know, all the Jersey pros today, uh, I think it was uh, the last post I saw was uh, Sam Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. He's a good guy.
0: It looks fun. Um, I, you know, Obviously, coming from New Jersey, you don't always have rideable waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have something like that that you can go to. A um, little bit of a frustrating place to get to, I can tell you, because oh, I used yeah. to. We, well, we used to live in East Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were building that thing and just the disaster of those highways in that area, they've done great to the infrastructure. But like from here as a crow flies, what is that like? same as you, like 10 miles, maybe 10 miles as a crow flies. And it'll probably take us on a, on a good day when things are, are pumping probably <laughs>
1: what an hour. Um, yeah. Easily. So. I mean, I, I used to play hockey. Uh, let's, for, here's a good example. I used to play hockey on Thursday nights at the Caucus outdoor rink, which is, uh you know, right around the corner from there, right past it actually. And um it would take me, from when i lived you know the next time over it would take me 45 minutes to get there it was 10 miles and that's on a thursday night at nine o'clock so you know but when i go to work in the city from where i live it's you know i leave super early to avoid that that type of man yeah i don't blame you well well, a Mm -hmm. couple times i drove into new york when we
0: lived in east rutherford right and that's Mm -hmm. that's super close for those of you who don't know and um I would drive in to go pick up my, my now wife from work or whatever like that. If I had a day off and if it was at the right time, I could get in door to door in like 10 minutes. And then if it was the wrong time, it would be like two hours or more getting in and out of there. Um, So, you know, you're dealing with that over there. I I wish them the best. I mean, this, this thing is awesome. I I can't wait to go check it out. uh, Hopefully with you. Um, We'll get down there and and paddle out in out uh, whatever you want to call it
1: in a mall in New Jersey. Pa-
0: paddle out in a mall, maybe. Uh, jump yes. in, jump in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you you know it's right there, Brian. You could probably park right there, across the turnpike, and and you could you know park right there and then go fishing over there.
1: I'm pretty sure you could fish there. You know, I was. <laughs> I was reading an article today on uh wave pool mag or something. I don't know what they're called, but it was, it was a wave of, uh... pool mag. Uh, yeah. It, they have an Instagram too, but I, I just, I follow them just because they always give like wave pool news. And uh, I was reading today on lunch that uh, it was some Irish photographer and he's talking about, there's so few places where you can snowboard and surf within 10 minutes it's true like literally the, you can go snowboard in the big snow and then you know walk downstairs and around the corner and go and go surf so i'm, I'm really curious to check it out we can one-up that michael we can what, what can we do snowboard, go surf and then go fish
0: <laughs> that's like the dream day it man. sounds awesome I mean, and, and then you could top it off and then go and
1: then go you ready skydiving we could you're right we could get the skydive sussex real quick yeah
0: well weren't they were supposed to put one of those well actually no because you can drive up route 17 there and i'm almost positive there's one of those skydive places you know where you go in the wind tunnel
1: um
0: so you could do all that in one day and sure it's not you know you're not really doing the activity because you know it's indoor or whatever Mm -hmm. but like when you are not even 10 miles out of manhattan and you can do all of that in a single day that's pretty freaking amazing absolutely um,
1: you know I without can, having to try i can say you know like now there's everyone puts these big challenges and youtube series and vlogs it but of snowing uh snowboarding and or skiing and surfing the same day And we were doing it like just because for the past you know decade and a half now like it, it's like I, I remember days in in march where i would go snowboard epic creek no i'm sorry i would start off surfing in the morning in march you know for some reason march is always really good ways but super cold water by the way and then we would get a call from from another friend like hey i'm headed up to mountain creek for night runs this this snow is super super slushy and fun right now and we're like okay you know let me just take a shower and grab my snowboard and head up the mountain and it wasn't like uh you know a challenge or anything that was just what you did enjoy the outdoors
0: well, it's um, sensationalizing everything. We were talking, we were joking about, uh, you know, doing it for the gram, right? And you know, oh, trying man. to drum up viral activities. It's um, it sometimes it just is what it is, right? Like, yeah. like, like that guy, you know, I don't know what to say. Ramp monsters, you're like, yeah. yeah, like he didn't. It wasn't viral, like for it was. He wasn't faking the. Viral nature of it, it just became at the time for those of us in the know, uh, pretty freaking funny. But yeah, I think um, being able to do multiple things and doing challenges like that are cool. Um, But hey, man, you've been doing it all this long, and you you did it without credit. So absolutely, I've never done that. I've never, I never, I never, never surfed and went that.
1: That might be a a, a spring challenge for for you and I to Uh. fish. Well, no, well uh surf, fish, snowboard. All well we day.
0: we've done surfing and fishing on the same day. Oh yeah, like, for sure.
1: Wetsuit's still on. We actually photos that recently.
0: I caught a winter flounder that way. Um yeah. <laughs> you that, did. Yes, I did. And mind you, on my light tackle, which is always <laughs> yeah. fun. So always, fun. Blow, always blow people's minds when I'm when I'm doing beach fishing with like light tackle ultralights or something like that. They're like, What are you doing? It's like this is I love catching whatever the size is on this. And it just so happens sometimes you catch a big fish on it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's
1: like I I have this giant plug on my 6'6 my six, six medium rod right here. Oh, like, that's that what I was big. doing. You yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Let me grab it. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, man.
1: Like that's a heavy... Heavy plug for the listeners you don't know, and it is a you know, it's, for, it's a, quite the setup. But I would you for, know I would love to catch a striper on that.
0: Absolutely, honestly, that is what I caught a striper on that rod, basically the same setup you have on there, and that plug. And then of course I put on like a i think it was like a quarter ounce jig, um, you know rooster whatever it's called bucktail jig, and yeah. it that as well. And like the guy with this guy fishing like you know 20 yards away from me comes over he goes what are you fishing with he kept seeing me catch these fish and it looked like i was having a blast because they're bending the rod and i'm fighting oh, them yeah. and and he you know he comes over with his like nine foot long beach rod and he's just like what are you fishing with and they're just like he's like you're gonna like tackle it's like yeah man like i don't I, like i've got my surf cast rod and i, I just don't like it because i don't it's not comfortable like you know like you like yeah. you've got it been nursing a shoulder injury for a long time it's like i don't want to be casting that all day. no
1: that's for casting big chunks of bait out there and leave
0: them and then you play with right. the other rod right right so yeah we gotta we gotta do this challenge and uh we've, like we're it. trying to get joe to to come up here and you know we'll do a little delaware river fishing um for you know those of you who don't know joe's in maryland we're in new jersey so um South Jersey is actually kind of somewhat of the halfway point for us, so about a half, an hour and a half, give or take, for me and Brian and about an hour and a half for Joe, um, but we're going to try and get them up here and, and get casted in the Delaware River. There's a hodgepodge of, of wildlife in that river um Mm -hmm. so striped bass do live in there as well so you might have your chance to catch a striper right there i did see a guy post on the gram today he was catching stripers um a little bit further south by camden but um he he was catching stripers and you know nothing you know not these massive ones that you see in the runs but still like fun fun you know 23 to 30 inch long striped bass which is Mm -hmm. awesome i'll do that any day of the week If I can catch those all day long, I do that over catching one massive fish um, Mm -hmm. every so often. Don't quote me on that, though. I might change my (laughs) mind (laughs) once I get my
1: rat monster. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, Brian, always a pleasure, brother.
1: Always always rocking and rolling over here. Love
0: it. Yeah, me too, brother. And uh, we'll uh, catch back up on Thursday for posting on Friday. Hopefully, Joe will be done with field hockey or whatever it is he's doing. Quidditch. I don't remember. Quidditch. Yeah.
1: Quidditch. Makes sense. Yeah. Quidditch. Hey, Joe Joe looks like he'd play Quidditch. That's an actual college sport, for those who don't know, by the way. And for those of you who do not know what Quidditch is from, what is it from, Brian? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. There you go. And yeah.
0: And to be completely honest, I've never watched a Harry Potter movie. I watched them all, and I'm proud of it. I'm sure you did. I watched about 20 minutes of one, and I was like, I
1: like it, <laughs> but I'm done. Generational, for sure. Hundred percent generational show. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not like Star Wars where everyone enjoys it. It's,
0: but not everyone enjoys Star Wars, man. Like we're I ranting can't get, now
1: again. I like I, it. So I like it too. I think. I think it's because. I mean, think about it. The, the, this generation of, of tech addicted, you know, whatever you want to call it, the one that right after you, let's say one, one full, high school generation younger than you. What are you
0: trying to say? You're trying to say I'm old?
1: No, I'm not saying you're old. I'm just saying one because that's that's when the tech thing really happened because no, I was... no, hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. That to be completely honest, the tech thing happened in my generation. However, it wasn't as prevalent like like we started getting cell phones senior year in high school.
1: Yeah. Right? Whereas you guys yeah, maybe, grew up with cell phones. Maybe There's it's a little bit social different. media thing that i'm more aiming towards now you guys started with social media you know the obviously i think i even used your login to make up facebook originally uh because you had to have a college uh, My email space. yeah oh and then myspace was first yep My we, spa- we, we, but even before doubled. that there was live journal and yeah. there were all these other
0: like we were on that and aim and then you're talking about all these other so i won't even get into them because people are gonna oh, be man. like what is that the younger generation young whippersnappers you are a young whippersnapper yes you you did use my login and and for for the social media but it was like a phenomenon the harry potter thing and and i just i didn't i get i get the allure i guess to a certain extent i just yeah didn't want to dedicate three hours of my life to watching a movie the books were better yeah I, i bet i bet she she the few like segments i had read about the books were very well written um it's a cool story i mean there's a lot of things that you know it's not necessarily necessarily about wizards and stuff like that it's about other things like Mm -hmm. most things in life that are written about um you know it's human nature and going on to that but we completely digress from freaking stuff man
1: which is i'm gonna put this in the in the podcast i'm leaving
0: it i'm leaving it (laughs) i'm leaving it and and you know what if you like this stuff please let us know And as always, you know, we'll talk more about all this stuff. Maybe we'll do an outtakes uh, vlog or blog or, you know, podcast, whatever. Vloggy doggy. And we can can go over some random things as well. But, um, you know, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. Um, You know, give us a like, give us a comment. We've got a couple of uh, of reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're up to three reviews right now and five five five-star reviews. So three people wrote comments about us they called out beautiful joey mccormick um the hacker boys are on fire i believe it was another one and then f- five people gave us five star rating so i'm not oh, saying yeah. you have to give us a five star rating but if you enjoy it please do us a favor and give us a you know a rating or review um if you're on youtube give us that thumb up and a comment there that'll help us immensely um if you like what you heard please tell us that you enjoy hearing us kind of go off script a little bit um I did hear a couple comments. People said that they do like us talking about alien stuff because they don't hear about that <laughs> anywhere else. I, it oh it's because people are
1: scared to talk about it.
0: They are totally scared to talk about it. Because I feel like
1: they're being framed in this like <clears throat> whole like you know like conspiracy of, theory. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's why we always preface this. Like, who knows what it is? Like there's we, weird shit out there. Who knows? Yeah. But but did you see before before we before we let you guys go, right? So there is a lawmaker that is trying to open up a Bigfoot hunting season.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot we wanted to talk about this.
0: Yes, I did. Um, So hold on, I can pull back up the article because I did not put the Oklahoma lawmaker proposes a bill that calls for creation of Bigfoot hunting season. Now, if Bigfoot exists, right? Which I Mm -hmm. once again, I'm not saying it exists. I'm saying it's likely because there's a lot of open land out there that no one's ever explored, but you know, what do I know? Um, i'm not okay with trying to hunt the poor thing i mean that's a good way to get people out in the woods to see if you can find look.
1: it yeah but leave the thing alone yeah or things whatever like I, it was like I, so uh, i i almost feel like they're creating it they're creating the hunt to try to find it you know it was like uh, the snow leopard for example they didn't know they existed they just thought they did you know, right, right. We call them, the the, the, great, the other
0: uh, one? Silverback gorillas as well.
1: Silverback gorillas, the thylacine, like people are looking for the Tasmanian tiger. If don't know what that is, um, favorite favorite mythical creature. Oh yeah, mythical creature. No, I'm pretty sure it's still there. But we we can we can rant on this for hours. <laughs> but I think, we
0: should do a whole episode on cryptids. Oh, we
1: we totally should, because uh. it is outdoor stuff. But I think if you direct people. Into the woods to go look for it. Who knows what they're going to find? Maybe, maybe they're not going to find you know, sasquatch, but they could find something pretty cool—something, something in America that you know we didn't really know about yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of history here, and we'll. Um, oh, yeah. I'd like to talk about that in the upcoming episode, but we'll leave it on. You know, hunting Bigfoot—I'm giving it a big thumbs down. Um, although, anytime okay. anyone goes out into the woods, I did pass my hunter education last week, Brian. Um, online hunter education. I did not go to field day. New Jersey makes you go to field day. I figured I'm home, might as well do it. You I like mean outdoor well. things. I'm not a hunter. I've never hunted, um, but hey, whatever. We have we know people who do. I'm not against it. Like I said, just never we didn't grow up in it. But get out in the woods. Get outside. Enjoy yourselves. And hopefully you do that tomorrow, which is gonna be uh, gonna be Wednesday. So and frigid and frigid alright guys Joe All right. Joe if you're listening to this we wish you farewell and uh, we hope Riley crushed it and we will talk to you on Friday Joe
1: adios muchacho really Thursday
0: later guys take care peace peace alright so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Brian Hacker and Joey McCormick if you like what you heard please give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening to or watching this on Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.